Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Cast. It's We Still Be Free, and I am Monica, and Sarah is kicking us off today. Yep. Leading us in a discussion on chapter four. Yeah, chapter four. And we're still have so much ahead of us. <laughs> I know. There's so much wisdom we to be gleaned. We're going to all have PhDs in Proverbs <laughs> by the time this is done. Oh, this is so good. Okay, so I'm just going to jump right in. I'm going to go through the verses again like I did um, kind of with my last week. Um, the first one is Solomon appeals to his sons, verses 1 through 4. So I mentioned earlier how this is the first week where we hear him say, sons, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction. He probably did have more than one son with a thousand mm -hmm. women in his life. <laughs> Bound to have one or two He boys. might have had a few. Um, it makes it sound like he wrote this to a son kind of like David had written to him specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but I find it interesting here that says sons. And then I love it because, um, you know, don't you think that if if God wrote these, like if this is more like Jesus speaking to us and, and not Solomon to a child, he would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, hey, my sons and daughters, yeah. listen to what I hey, have kids. to say. Hey, guys. Hey, princess. Hey, yeah. prince. Hey, listen to me. Hey, family. Yeah. You know, like pay attention. Yeah. Because um, don't we do that? We do. And, you know, it's, it'll be, I'll be interested to see how this goes because there are certain things where it's like, okay, hey, Jaina, come in here and we're going to have a discussion yes. with you versus Penance family meeting and it's a whole kids. That's right. Like both of you. That's right. Things. It's just so some, I'll be interested to yeah. see that distinction. All right. So he says, listen, my sons, to a father's instruction, pay attention and gain understanding. I give you sound learning. So do not forsake my teaching for I too was a son to my father, still tender and cherished by my mother. Then he taught me and he said to me, take hold of my words with all your heart. Keep my commands and you will live. So he, it's kind of like the passing down of the baton, yes. I feel. I think that's so cool. So he kind of, you know, he kind of does this introduction, I feel like, almost every um, chapter where he just kind of prefaces you for where he's going. Then he hits you with the main point. In verses five through nine, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Wisdom is supreme. Is basically the beginning what is it this. Means. Get it. That's right. So I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This whole title is just going to be the beginning of this is get this. wisdom. <laughs> the beginning of wisdom is get, get wisdom. Though it costs all you have. Okay. Get understanding. So we've, we've kind of hinted, you hinted a little bit about how it costs you something. We're really going to talk about that this time. The cost all you have, get understanding. So see, he said wisdom. Now he's saying understanding. Cherish her and she will exalt you, embrace her, she will honor you, she will give you a garland to grace your head and present you with a glorious crown. I think this is interesting that he uses cherish, embrace, she will give you garland for your head, present you. It's almost like she's he's in this like he how he would have a relationship with the um Son of Solomon woman, yeah. right? Like how he, she would treat him because of the way he was treating her. And so it, you know, if you respect wisdom, it's going to take care of you. If you don't, it won't. Yeah. So here are a couple of points that I had. Get wisdom. Get understanding. It's simple. It's blunt. And we've talked about this where we're like, oh, this might be a lot of information. Be daunting. It's really not. It's simple. And Solomon couldn't say it more simple than he did right here. Mm -hmm. Get it. No matter what it costs, no matter what you've got to go through, get it. It's going to be worth having. Um, the Hebrew word used here carries with it the idea of a transaction. So Solomon is saying, buy it. Purchase it. Get wisdom, even though it will cost you something. He knows it's going to cost you something, but everything worth having 
has to have a little bit of a price tag on it somehow. Those fried boots yeah. are not going to be found at Walmart. No, they're not. <laughs> he doesn't say to just get wisdom or just get understanding. It is important to get both. Remember, knowledge is knowing and wisdom is applying the tomato and the fruit salad, right? So you remember when we <laughs> talked about what understanding is, it's having insight and good judgment. It's having comprehension. But the wisdom is putting it into application. King David communicated more than the facts of wisdom. He wanted Solomon to love and value and honor wisdom. Men and women often regard money or fame or romance as the principal thing. God's people should have a higher place to wisdom. Oh, so good. Isn't money, that fame, good? And romance. That, money, fame, or romance. So think about the things we fight for. Mm-hmm. Those are probably the three of the biggest things that we fight oh, for. Gosh, money, fame, and romance. Yeah. But the thing we should fight the most for wisdom. is wisdom. We would go out and search for hours for money, fame, and romance. We are constantly reinventing ourselves for money, fame, and romance. But wisdom is what we ought to have. And the crazy thing is, is if we had wisdom, we'd have better money, fame, and romance. Yeah. Because we'd be better at it. We would, and we would have blessing and favor. And yes. we would have glory. Yes. And like secret counsel yes. from the Lord. Yes. We'd be better at everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, these are important words to Solomon. I wonder, um, <laughs> so I put here, I said, okay, these are important words to Solomon. I wonder if he was like the, look at me, look at my eyes. If you aren't looking at me, you aren't listening to me. <laughs> Eyeballs. That's exactly right. Like I got something serious to tell you. Listen to me put right now. Down. Put the phone down. Look at my face. If you're not looking at, I told my doctor this the other day, cause I had to tell him something important and he's always got a ton of things going on. And I'm like, look at me. If, I'm going to tell you what I tell Ryland. If you're not looking at me, you're not listening to me. Yes. So, you know, he's so intentional here. And you can tell this is just so important to him. Get it. Get wisdom. No matter the price. No matter the cost. Get it. So I just wonder what kind of demand. It, I mean, it's letters that he wrote. But you know he had to speak these things oh, to his son sure. as well. All right. King David communicated more than the facts of wisdom. He wanted Solomon to love and value and honor wisdom. So David had planted the seed of the importance of wisdom to Solomon before. And he had talked about the importance of wisdom before. Um, And so he did more than just communicate these facts. He gave it emotion. He wanted him to love and value and honor wisdom. Men and women often regard money or fame or romance. Oh, I told you that is the principal thing. But God's people should give a higher place to wisdom. So the crown of glory. Let's talk about that here for just a second with a few thoughts here. So a crown identifies the one wearing it, a prince, a king, a queen, mm-hmm. right? And they all have a different crown so that you could look at the crown and know that's, hey, that's Elizabeth, that's, yeah. you know, whomever's. Um, wisdom would identify a believer as God's and would be seen by those around by their actions and what sets them apart. There's going to be this, you know, you're talking about the countenance. We've talked yeah. about that in the fountain of youth and how you when the spirit of God is just transcended upon you, like there's a softness, there's a countenance, there's a grace about somebody who's like that. And I think that's our crown. It's a physical crown that people can see that there's something different about us. And it's something that they don't see anywhere else. Yes. And it's just, it's the crown of Jesus. It's on us. And, and when you have wisdom, you have Jesus, you have God. Those are his attributes that he is putting into you so the, like we said before, you can see the world a little better, hear the world a little better, understand the world a little better, speak to the world a little better, love the world a little better. Yeah. We are gods and therefore we are his princess and princesses. When we truly know God and fear him, we understand our identity in him more than ever. This is the beginning of wisdom. As we talked in week two, the fear of the Lord. So again, as a princess of the king, 
why would we not have a crown of glory? We would. Yeah. And it's the glory we, of wisdom. Because what did he inherit say? Inherit it. We inherit. As a right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's just waiting for us to open our mouths and, and take it all it. in and mm-hmm. receive it. So then in verses 10 through 13, he has a second plea. Um, and so, you know, he said, hey, listen. And then he said this. And now he's saying, hey, listen again. See, I'm not the only person that yeah, says, hey, listen. There's a lot of hey, listen. There's a whole lot of hey, listens in Solomon. I think Solomon was a one. <laughs> yes. I do. I Everything so. could, could be bigger, better. Everything's very serious. But he was a very romance, number yeah. four. But he was a very fun, gregarious, number seven. But and I, I think, think he, he had landed. a nine wing, though, because he could, like, Ecclesiastes yes. is kind of like this. Well, this, but this, yes. this, but devil's advocate. Yes. That. Yes. Totally <laughs> think he was one. I'm, I'm going that Solomon was one. <laughs> he says, hey, listen, my son, accept what I say and the years of your life will be many. Um, and we know that um, in Proverbs 9, 11, he says it again, knows that wisdom will multiply your days. And again, when I was studying this, some of that had to do with the fact that they were talking about literally wisdom has been found to um, help you be healthier, less mental and emotional fatigue, yeah. less spiritual and physical fatigue. Um, you understand life better. You make better choices. So just you know, Dr. Carolyn Leaf stuff and, yes. and just normal biophysical stuff. So it's it's. Pretty interesting when you think about it. So you could say wisdom might have a little bit of the fountain of youth on her. Yes. Um, I instruct you in the way of wisdom. I lead you along straight paths, right? So it comes back. He's Solomon saying, hey, I instruct you in the way of wisdom. My path is straight. I've gone before you. I have put those those ruts in the ground. You can follow my path. I will not lead you straight, except for with all my concubines. When you walk. (laughs) The flesh does sometimes overall wisdom. (laughs) And then I love this. He's like, this is how much you can trust this. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction and do not let it go. Guard it well, for it is your life. I just am like that. Such good visual. Such good visual. Yes. And, you know. Be teachable is basically what he's saying. Be teachable. How many how many times do we say to our kids, be teachable? Yet I find it ironic that we are not teachable ourselves. Yeah. We want our kids so to learn all this and to be all this, but we're like, nope, this is who I am. I'm not willing to do it. Right. So, standing in my truth. Yeah. Standing in my truth. Me first, then Jesus. Instructions and warnings, verses 14 and 19. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked. So again, remember about the wagons. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evildoers. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it. Go away from it. For they cannot rest until they do evil. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. They do not rest until they do evil. They are robbed of sleep. What did we talk about <gasps> last week? Sleep, sleep, sleep is sweet. Sleep is better and you do not have to fear when you go to sleep. They are robbed of sleep till they make someone stumble. They eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. Now, this is beautiful. Great visuals here. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. So beautiful. But the way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Here's one of the things I think is so important here. How often have you felt like you're in a heavy, dark place in life? Mm -hmm. You are in the way of the wicked when you're in that point. Yeah. Because the way of the righteous is like the morning sun. And so just recognize sometimes where you might have veered off a little bit, yeah. lies maybe you've started to believe without even knowing that you're believing them from Satan. Yeah. You know, he's just been kind of whispering in them, mm-hmm. in them to you. Or maybe you've just made some mistakes. 
and you just haven't reconciled that, or maybe something bad has happened in your family and it has stunted you in your spiritual growth. And the fleshly feelings are so uproared inside of you that you can't get past mm -hmm. the darkness. Don't stay in the darkness. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this before about the valleys, right? Yes. Don't camp out there. Don't camp out in the valleys. We have to go through the valleys sometimes yeah. to get to the other mountains. But the yes. valley was never meant, it, yea, though I walk through the valley through. of the shadow of death. You walk through the valley. It was never meant for you to take residence. Yeah. Beth Moore sometimes has said, um, you will go through the fire, and you, but you won't have any left on you. You won't mm. smell like it if you, you know. Love that. It's like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah. I yeah. love that. So, But it's the, and it's that inner, it's knowing the inner critic is there. But choosing to believe truth over the inner critic. That's right. You want to talk about an intentional way of having to live. I've had, to, that has been a battle of mine. Because mm -hmm. it's so easy to listen to that inner critic. Because it's so loud in my yeah. life. Um, and God has been good enough to give me the wisdom to be able to discern sometimes that that inner critic is the Holy Spirit prodding me onto something. Or just my flesh just yeah, being the devil's advocate and criticizing what's going on. Well, in tone of those words, will tell you the difference That's exactly between the right. two. But Greg's the one, and I have to all the time, if if he's voicing what he's hearing as his inner critic, I'm like, okay, well, what's true? What's true? What's true? Like, let's right. distill it down, focus on what's true, and yep. just choose you to focus to. on that. And you it's so to. hard. It's the hardest And it's almost work. easier sometimes, I think, for ones, because we're aware of it. We know that that critic is in there. I think a lot of people don't know. They all mm -hmm. have the lies, the voice mm -hmm. of the lies going on in their heads. They just may not realize that's what's going on. And so... They give wings to it. Yeah. You yeah. know, because it, why not? It's there. Let's it must be true. It. That's exactly right. Let's water it. Noga refers to the light's bright gleam or radiance as from the moon in Isaiah or stars in Joel and connotes that there are no clouds, not even a shadow on this path. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? So it kind of reminds me of the children of Israel when they yes. were going through the desert. And how he had to provide them a cloud in the day because it protected them from the sunlight. And the only reason he had to protect a cloud is if they were, or protect them with the cloud is if the cloud never existed. Right. And you think about how radiant the, the sky was that he yeah. gave to them on the, on, in the land. What was supposed to be their path of righteousness yes. <laughs> didn't quite end up that detours, way. Detours. Right? But they I thought lies. about that. That's right. This is not the feeble light of a candle, nor the momentary blaze of a meteor, but the grand illumination of heaven. And like the pillar of fire at night. Like that's right. A pillar of fire. That's like right. Blazing. For how many thousand people? Right? It had to oh be, my gosh. be seen by all. There weren't more yeah. than one. It right. was a pillar. Right. So read this again. The path of the righteous is like the morning sun, shining ever brighter to the full light of day. It's the grand illumination of heaven. I love that. And what I love too is um like what do you feel when you have like when you see a sunrise and it's beautiful? There's like this whole hopefulness and anticipation mm -hmm. and a little bit of excitement. Like it's going to be a beautiful day. And yes. what am I going to do with this day? Like there's, there's all of that that comes with that as well. Yes. It's the God's honest truth. Like it gives you hope. Mm -hmm. Light gives you hope. And how often has God called our light throughout the word? I mean, it just all goes together because yep. wisdom is God. Yep. God is the light. God is our hope. God is the truth and God will set you free, but we want to be free without the God. We want to be free without abiding and hearing right. and knowing the word, semicolon, then That's knowing right. the truth and the truth setting us free. All right. So here's some other verses and we'll fly through these 20 through 27. These are words of wisdom and discretion. My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Third time in one chapter. 
Pay attention to me. Do not let them go out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. So keep them in the midst of your heart. Though it goes against our inherited sinful nature, we can and must cultivate a heart that loves wisdom and is focused upon her. If wisdom is regarded as only a system of rules and threats, then the purpose is never achieved. We should pray for and pursue wisdom in the midst of the heart. Because, as we're going to talk in a minute too, from you know what happens in the heart, your feelings, your your aura, who you are comes out through the heart. Mm-hmm. So if you only see God as rules and regulations, you'll never have the beauty of wisdom coming right. out and through you. It'll be here right. in the head. It won't be in the heart. Right. And so it's not by accident that he says, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them right here. Yeah. So the out of your heart. And, and it, I found it funny too. One of the articles that I read was talking about how we used to talk about habits, mm-hmm. thoughts and habits and actions or thoughts, beliefs, actions yeah. and habits. And it said the same thing about this, you know, that if you, you think it, you'll start to believe it. If you start to believe it, you'll start to do it. If you start to do it, it'll become a habit. And yep. before you know it, it's part of your life. Yep. And so that's kind of how wisdom is. For there are there are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Oops, sorry. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The heart is the reservoir and change must begin there. If the reservoir is polluted, it does no good to fix the pipes and the valves. Isn't that good? It's so good. And it goes along with, I think it's later in Proverbs where it says the heart is deceitful above all things. So like it can be very polluted and that's why it has to be back flushed or like you do on a pool, like do the whole backwash, clean everything out and then fill it with the good stuff. Yes. Put the good in there and make sure it's always the good in there. Because again, Mm -hmm. like we just said, things can happen that kind of stifle you and you begin to hear some of those lies and it does not take long at all for a cheerful heart to become a bitter heart yeah to become a negative heart it does not take long at all um keep your mouth from perversity keep corrupt talk from your lips so corrupt words are usually a peek into the condition of the heart let your gaze look straight ahead fix your gaze directly before you this is huge to me because i'm like it's like putting the blinders on the horse keeping this this out here is where all the the lies are yes. outside the blinders and in the periphery yes. is where the distraction occurs. When you're yes. looking straight ahead and you have those blinders on, you're moving towards the cross. That's mm-hmm. it. You don't see those distractions. So it's a lot easier to focus. So what, what blinders do you need to put on today to help you stay focused and quit getting distracted and off course Yeah. to in the pursuit of wisdom? Yeah. yeah you got to ask yourself that. Is it, is it, are you living something that's not quite right? Are you a gossiper? Are you not in the word enough? Are you, it's parenting distracting you is, what is it? Mm-hmm. What is distracting you? What is work distracting that's you? That's right. Do you need to put some blinders on so that you can stay focused? Yeah. And it could be as innocuous as my old, old favorite example, the Pottery Barn catalog. That's right. Just throw it away. Just throw it away. Just, throw it away. Just don't look at it. That's so funny. Give careful thought to the paths of your feet. He talks about the path again and be steadfast in all your ways. I probably have not talked to my kids more, especially Rylan being at college this year, about anything than the path. Mm-hmm. Wide is the path, narrows the path. Wide is the path, narrows the path. And it, he has said, you know, we've talked about narrows the path um, or wide is the path to the gate of destruction. And, that, and he has this verse memorized in his head and just talking about being different in your pursuance of your faith. Um if you're on a path that is filled with a lot of people, you might not be on the right path because the right path 
usually is a little more lonely, a little more dirt road, and a little more dirt road. It's not near as sexy as the highway. Because mm-hmm. um, it's a path. That's it's right. It's not a... It's not a, a lane on the road. Yeah. And it also um, pursues God mm-hmm. first, not you and not others. Mm-hmm. And there's just this all, you know, there's a lot of stuff going out there right now about, you know, God made you, you made God, whatever. But man, when you got to pursue God, you won't go wrong if you pursue God first. No. Um, and then do not turn to the right or to the left and keep your foot from evil. So ponder where you're going. You know, if you say you want to be on this road to wisdom, are you on a road to wisdom? Right. You can't want to arrive somewhere when you're never on the path of getting there. (laughs) Right. Right. So ponder where you are. You want to be a great mom. Well, are you on the road to becoming a great mom? You want to be a great wife. Are you on the road to becoming a great wife? Yeah. I want to be a great cook. Well, are you doing anything about it? Because you can want to be a lot of things, but if you're never on the path to get there, you're never going to be there. Right. And so you can't say, I wish I were a wise person if you're never willing to get on the path that pursues wisdom. That's right. So I think it's not something else to add to your list to do. But if you make this the foundation, then you're making God the foundation and you will have the druthers about you to try to become the better wife, to become the better mom, to become the better cook, to become the other things. You'll have the wisdom to know if those are things where you need to grow, where you need to lean in, where you need to grow out, uh, lean out. Because if not, you just have a nasty conversation with your fleshly self on a constant basis. And you never really know if what you're doing is right because there's no peace of God understanding in that yeah. moment. Yeah. There just isn't. And the the first place to start is just getting in the word. Get in the word. You Simple stuff. In the word. Simple stuff. It doesn't have to be big and deep. And you might not have an hour a day to do it. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. Little ways, listening to podcasts, books on tape, yep. whatever you need to do, or audio, whatever you need to do just to put some God in your day. Books on tape. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That hasn't been talked Jet about X. a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, here is my, my one um, practical application. Ponder the question whether you are willing to pay the price for wisdom or not. Because that's a big, that, that really is the ta-da. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like me looking at my kids. Are you willing to go to practice? Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to do a little extra in order to be a collegiate athlete? Because if you're not, you're not going to be one. Right. So are you willing to pay the price for wisdom? That's the first question you have to ask. If you are not, ask yourself why. What is blocking you from being willing to pursue wisdom? Are you mad at God about something? Are you holding on to anger about somebody else that you don't want to have to let go and you know you're going to have to? Um. Are you too worried to be that vulnerable that you think you've got enough control over your life, even though you're miserable and unhappy? You know, why are you not willing to pay the price? Then ask yourself, what do you have to lose? If you pay the price, what do you have to lose? Yeah. But then you have to also ask yourself, what do you have to gain? So we have to weigh out the risk benefits Mm -hmm. and you've got to be able to give yourself a really good reason not to pursue the path of wisdom. And then ask God to give you the desire for wisdom, because here's the deal. You can't, you don't just have to pray for wisdom. You can pray for God to give you the desire for wisdom. Yes. Right. So if you're at a place where you're not even sure you have the desire, start at the desire. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things that, um, was covered in my, one of my weeks was the, it's a spiritual desire. That's right. Yeah. And you might be struggling with that. Maybe yeah. you're struggling with all spiritual desire. 
Don't pray for all spiritual desire. The wisdom will get you the foundation. You'll be able to move forward in the bottom of that pyramid. That's right. Simplify it. Keep it simple. Want wisdom? How did he say it? He said, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say fix your finances, find time for God, get your workout in, wake up early, go to bed with your boyfriend or girlfriend. Pinterest perfect. Yeah. Don't drink. Don't this. They're not. It says the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Then you'll figure it all out. Yes. If you did answer yes, that you were willing to pay the price, then begin now asking God to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Ask him to shine that light that we talked about of wisdom upon you. Illuminate it. Illuminate. That's right. Illuminate it. Make it so bright that there's no doubt in my mind. And with that will come hope and a joyful anticipation of what's to come. I promise it will. I promise it will. Just like that first light of day. You know, like yep. what comes with that? Feel? Like that's the feeling that we'll carry with yep. you. So right. good. So good. good. All right. Well, Jesus, thank you so much, Lord. Um, thank you that you just only desire good for us. Thank you that the the ways that you would have us walk are not for just simply the sake of obedience and sacrifice, but so that there would be joy and hope and peace that follow and chase after us all the days of our life. I pray that you would awaken the desire for um, spiritual wisdom in our lives, for those of us that need it, and for those of us that maybe have desire, Lord, just fan it into flame and help it to overtake us so that we can just become stronger and deeper and wiser. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.